Game begin. What's going on guys, Justin here, and welcome back to another episode of the Downloadable Gaming Podcast, your weekly gaming survival guide. I'm going to just talk about this story right now. Normally I save the best for last, but this is a discussion we need to have. Mark this on your calendar. On May of 2019, the console wars officially died. And it's funny that we even consider this called console wars because it's just always been between Microsoft and Sony. It's always been between the Xbox and the PlayStation. And now that both of these behemoths decided to team together when it came to cloud gaming, it finally put the nail in the coffin on a war that has been dying for some time. You don't believe me? Let's go through the history. Now, when the PlayStation first released, they did have competition between Sega and, most notably, Nintendo with the Nintendo 64. However, with these two giant companies, they both have vastly different audiences. The Nintendo was more focused on family-friendly content with games like Super Mario, Bomberman, there was never really an emphasis on story and violence. It was just wholesome, family-friendly fun. Whether you were playing it with your kids, with your younger siblings, or you had a group of friends to play offline games. PlayStation, on the other hand, was more into the story, more into violence. We had a healthy amount of violence with PlayStation 1 games even. It wasn't until the PlayStation 2 era where we had the GameCube versus the PS2 versus the original Xbox where the competition started to heat up. Now you had Xbox from Microsoft, a new competition that was looking to gain the same or similar type of audience that PlayStation had. All the while, Nintendo with the GameCube stuck to its core audience. All the while, Nintendo still stuck with its term of family-friendly fun, and they just went about their business. But PlayStation and Xbox were fighting for the exact same type of audience, those hardcore gamers who wanted storyline, who wanted violence, who wanted all of these things. And they butt heads for a while. Who won? Obviously PlayStation. I think the PS2 was what, the most sold console of all time or right up there with the most sold consoles of all time? Then we get to our previous generation where we had the PlayStation 3 versus the Xbox 360 versus the Nintendo Wii. Now this is where the height, this is the climax of the console wars. Listen to this one. When those three consoles came out, PlayStation made a big mistake and that's by overcharging for the ps3 they wanted what four five hundred dollars for 30 and like 60 gig consoles that doesn't even hold anything compared to today's games and they wanted a lot of money for this so xbox took the early lead in that war and they sold more consoles in the beginning because they undercut playstation and price now both of these systems offered way more than their predecessors did. The PlayStation 2 had free PlayStation Network service where you could play online. They both had wireless controllers. The Xbox 360 had an improved Xbox Live experience. I should know, I've had both of these consoles, I've seen it for myself. 
Both of them had internal memory, which was such a big problem when it came to the PS2 and the Xbox. Where you really had to like pay money for memory cards or other types of storages so you could save your games. And this is how the console war went until Nintendo went and pretty much changed gaming with the Nintendo Wii because now they incorporated movement into their games. And it was really improved movement. The PlayStation and the Xbox, they tried this with the PlayStation I and the Xbox Connect. And those things didn't really pan out because you had to use cameras. These guys had motion controllers and it worked perfectly. Almost perfectly. So, Nintendo, when the Wii came out, just dominated both systems when it came to the console wars. End of the day, PlayStation ended up winning because of their vast array of exclusive games, while Xbox already had their exclusives too, but the 360's downfall was the infamous Red Ring of Death. I know this. I went through two Xbox 360's because of those and I was one of those people that got suckered into what oh if you want to fix the red ring of death unplug your console put the power pack in the freezer let it cool down wrap your xbox in blankets and that should cure the problem yes I admit I I was suckered into those trust me not one of my best moments but eventually PlayStation ended up taking that generation too now we get to this generation of consoles with the PlayStation 4, the Xbox One, and the Wii U slash Switch. The Wii U slash Switch. Sorry. So, what happened with this generation? Honestly, this is where I saw the console wars dying out. Now, when it comes to fans, everybody still had their sides. We had diehard Xbox fans, we had diehard PlayStation fans. We had quote unquote diehard Nintendo fans. However, the focus when it came to the companies who ran these consoles changed. See, each one of them had their own goals and they pivoted in a way that their competition would not go into. Xbox wanted to be that fully entertainment set where you could unplug everything from your radio, your TV, your cable, and you could just enjoy the Xbox as your all-in-one console. That was their marketing literally from the beginning. Remember when we had the first generation Xbox One? That thing looked like a VCR, but it had power. The PlayStation, they wanted to innovate the way we played games. They came up with VR for a console. Now, was it the best? Absolutely not. I rather prefer an HTC Vive or an Oculus Rift over the PlayStation VR. And then Nintendo, originally they tried to keep the Wii alive with the Wii U. We all know that was a terrible mistake. And then what they did was they revolutionized gaming once again by giving us the Switch, which is the very first hybrid console. A console where we can play it both on our TV and on the go. And it was awesome. It's still awesome. It's selling like hotcakes now. But all three of these companies pivoted. No longer was it really a competition of 
these consoles attacking each other like who's gonna get the most sales sales are an important figure however their focus switched all three of them had their own goals that were separate from the other entertainment innovation more innovation innovation when it came to gaming or the types of games we could play innovation in how we play and it worked out all three of these systems sold a pretty good amount xbox probably going to be third in the pack for this generation switch is still second right now in terms of sales however it could pass the playstation 4 and the playstation 4 still dominating to this very day but then we're going to get to the next generation we're going to get to the ps5 xbox scarlet the nintendo switch with the switch Lite, and how's that gonna go it's gonna be pretty much what happened when it came to the ps3 generation except there will not be a war between xbox and playstation the switch is gonna go they're gonna continue innovating their console their money maker which is this switch they're gonna come up with ways to make the switch better and they're still going to focus on their core audience. Sony and Xbox, while they are releasing two different consoles, and I expect, and I expect, Xbox to take an early lead solely because they are coming up with a second version of the Xbox Scarlet, which is for budget gamers, as well as a premium version to compete with the ps5 while the ps5 only has the premium version thus far i expect xbox to take the lead initially i expect playstation gamers to pretty much throw their ps4s at gamestop or whoever they trade in their systems to to get it however both of these behemoths are teaming up when it comes to cloud gaming so cloud gaming where is that going? Honestly, it's going to face resistance in the beginning. I know this because a lot of us had resistance when it came to digital downloads, when we all wanted our discs, and then we realized how convenient it was to just download the game onto our system so we didn't have to go outside, so we didn't have to go out to midnight releases, and we still had our games. So I expect us to initially push back when it comes to cloud gaming no we don't want it we're gonna stick to ours and they're gonna give us that initially we're gonna still have discs we're still gonna have digital downloads but now we got cloud services however as human beings we want things fast we want it convenient so once we notice that cloud gaming becomes the next Netflix or the next YouTube TV where we can just go on there save a lot of room and storage and just play the games we want by paying what? What's gonna be like? Maybe 50 bucks a month? 30 bucks a month? 20 bucks a month? We're gonna adopt it. We're gonna say, okay, that's not a problem. Let's go play. And what is Microsoft and Sony trying to do? They are trying to compete with tech giants like Google who want to get into this space. Google sees that cloud gaming is gonna be a big thing. And when Google wants to get in something that involves technology, 
They have all the resources and all the money to make it happen. I'm still trying to see all the facts that we're going to have on this console from Google. This cloud gaming experience. But that's what's going to happen. We are going to have that kind of competition in there. And with the competition, Google has the advantage. Google has been killing it with cloud services for almost a decade now. They are at the top of the mountain looking down at Microsoft and Sony and looking at it like pathetic. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing how this new war is going to be because it's no longer the console wars. The console wars is dead. Now we're looking at the video game wars where it's the original consoles, PlayStation, Xbox, going up against this new generation of cloud services, or it could even expand to just PC games. Because let's face it, Google is essentially going to be a PC alternative. Then you got Steam, then you got Epic Game Store competing. But I look forward to seeing how this goes. And if this does happen in five years, where we are no longer talking about the console wars, however, we are talking about the video game wars, you can turn around, replay this podcast, and say that I predicted it. So I have one more story I want to talk about. And yes, I am chasing the cloud. I am chasing the, you know, clickbait. We need to talk about this whole Tifu and phase and what the heck does this have to do with gaming? Well, this involves esports. Esports is a part of video games and I am a video game podcast. I talk about everything in the virtual world and this is a very big story. For those of you who don't know Tifu, Tifu or Turner something I just discovered him is from what I see from watching his stream last night pretty much the best Fortnite player I've ever seen even better than Ninja and last year I believe he signed with FaZe Clan which is the biggest esports team that I know they've been around pretty much forever starting out with like 360 no scopes back in Modern Warfare 2 and then just grew from there he signs with them. He does a year. He wins a lot of money in tournaments. He makes a lot of money from streaming. Makes a lot of money from brand deals. And then seemingly out of nowhere, he goes and files a lawsuit against FaZe. Why does he sound why does he decide to, you know, sue FaZe? Because of predatory contracts. In his contract, there's a lot of a lot of predatory talk in it. And I'm not going to lie to you. When I first heard this story, I was all about FaZe. I was on Team FaZe the entire time. I listened to Banks talk about it. I believed every single word he said because I knew FaZe Banks as a creator. Like, I've watched a lot of his videos. And I did not know who Tifu was. And all I kept hearing was... This contract sucks. Mind you, we didn't get a chance to see the contract yet. You got FaZe Banks talking about how they tried renegotiating the contract. How they said they didn't take, what, 80% out of his contract, which was a big thing. 
the big thing on the contract said that phase was allowed to take up to 80 percent of brand deals that they brought to tifu 80 percent but yet phase banks claim that phase only took a total of sixty thousand dollars from him from tifu and they did not ever take 80 percent of brand deals out okay cool then the contract gets leaked then we see what the contract is because phase put out partial of it and the leaks came out now this is all we were said this is all we were told that only $60,000 were taken out that those monies only came from the brand deals that they had no parts in the contract that said we would take out 50% or any kind of percentage from anything else that Tifu was making sticker prices um, Twitch money YouTube money tournament winnings anything like that the leak comes out first oh wait one more thing banks even said that they offered Tifu two types of contracts one saying that they would pay him a million dollars a year that was his salary and supposedly he was only making two thousand dollars a month as it was and then there was another contract that said that phase would take zero percent from anything anything his twitch money his youtube money his tournament winnings his stickers nothing they would take nothing cool the leak contract confirmed that phase was eligible to take 80 percent of any brand that the company brought in they take 50 percent from everything else stickers tournaments twitch money youtube money appearances anything like that they could take up to 50 percent not to mention they were able to have first refusal first right of refusal for any brand deals that tifu brings in so let's say somebody contacts him and says we want you to promote g fuel for instance face could turn around and say you know what we don't want to do that deal and turn around and deny that even without tifu's knowledge and they have done that apparently then phase the company puts out a statement and they say we've offered turner this that the third with these contracts the million dollars a year the zero percent you know x y and z we tried to mitigate this we tried to negotiate try to make this as smooth as possible but we didn't want this to happen however the parts of the contract that we kept seeing was an 80 20 split now i forgot to mention this um phase did say both in his video and in an interview with drama alert that the most his contract with tfue says is an 80 20 split cool and that's all i kept seeing 80 20 split 80 20 split 80 20 split where is that million dollar a year contract 
where is that we take 0% out of anything contract? If you, if you, as FaZe, wanted people on your side on this, and this is what you guys were doing, were offering, why wouldn't you show us those contracts? Show us the million dollar year contract. Show us the 0% split contract. If you want us on your side, that's what you got to do. That's what I was expecting you to do, and you didn't. And that's not even the worst part of this contract. There's a termination clause in there, too. The termination clause says, if the gamer is released from his contract, and basically if FaZe fires him, he would be ineligible to play video games in public which means streaming, tournaments, anything like that, for six months. That means for six months, he would not be able to stream, he would not be able to compete in tournaments, he would not be able to put videos on YouTube, any kind of public format where people can see it, and essentially him making money, he would not be allowed to do if he got let go of his face contract. Or if he got fired from his face contract. That is the most sadistic, evil, disgusting clause I have ever seen on a contract. And I put this out on Twitter even before I heard that part. Sports contracts for first year or rookies or anything sucks. We could look at any sport and see that. The NFL, their rookie contracts suck unless you're a first-round pick. The NBA, rookie contracts suck. Baseball, not as much because baseball is fully guaranteed, but their rookie contracts compared to the veteran ones suck. It's just the way sports is because you're taking a massive risk with a first-year person or a first-year player. And I defended FaZe for that. I was like, cool. First year contracts are always trash. You tried to renegotiate. Awesome. Then I see these clauses. And I see splits that really just don't make sense. How I could I can understand taking 50% from appearances. I can understand that one. I can understand taking a percentage of tournament winnings. Because FaZe is a big team. I could understand if you want to take 10%, 20%. Why on earth do you think FaZe deserves 50%? And that means you're getting, what, 50% from all your players? That's a lot of freaking money. I can't understand why you're trying to take money from his media accounts, his Twitch, his YouTube. I can't understand that. I get he has a thumbnail maker. I get he probably has someone who does like the analytics and the SEO parts and basically who does the back end of YouTube. I can understand that. Why are you taking 50% from that? I, I say take 10, 20. You'd be fine with it. I couldn't understand any of these splits and I dang sure cannot understand this whole clause about if we let you go you can't play video games for six months and in the macro six months sounds like nothing 
Okay, cool. He can't play games for six months and then he comes back and he becomes Tifu again. It's not that simple when it comes to the internet. If you are not constantly putting out content for people, once a week even is a push. If you are not putting out content for people, in six months you are completely forgotten about. Trust me, I have went six months, I have went a year without putting out content and it did not end well for me. I have basically had to start all over. So to phase to Tifu, I don't know what this situation is gonna look like. I don't know how or if it's gonna get resolved. Tifu did stream last night as of me recording this. It was his first stream back. Maybe things are getting solved in the back end. I don't know, but I will be keeping track of this story. Anyways, guys, that's all the time I have for today. Thank you so much for listening. I will be putting out video versions of this podcast on my Facebook account, on Instagram, at Downloadable Gaming, so be sure to check that out. If you want to see the full video of this podcast, now that IGTV has allowed us to put landscape videos, I will be putting the podcast out there as well. With that said, I will see you guys 